This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling have made it. You have made it. It's Monday again. Oh my God. And it's 1130 a.m. at 94.1 Wave. And we are here to talk about heaven. I know it seems kind of far away, but you're listening to Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that heaven is where you and I can escape to. So escape to heaven today because you can do it. God figured this out. There's a reason why you were born. There's a reason why you're here today. There's a reason why, like my daughter told me, that you're in the family that you're in. I know they don't understand you, but heaven is still your destiny, no matter what we're going through. And um, today what we're going to talk about is will God's loving kindness keep us Either the believer, a Gentile that is now, you know, converted to the ways of God or the Israelite that was the native genetic lineage that God selected to bring salvation through the woman's seed. Will God's loving kindness keep you and I from experiencing eternal damnation? Will the inheritance that God has created for us remain intact even if the woman's seed, be it converted or genetically, naturally, the lineage of Abraham rejects the creator? Will our inheritance still be there? So, you know, sometimes it's really difficult to value something that you didn't earn. Okay, with your blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, we as humans, we we tend to take things for granted, such as an inheritance, salvation, healing, wealth, and sanity. There's these are a few of the things that most of us were given without any effort on our own. And if we were born in a wealthy family, for example, with many privileges, the child tend to believe that this is the norm and cannot even imagine life without riches. I, I have a, uh, I, I nurture a number of people and one of the persons that I'm nurturing is going through so much right now, but that person was rich all of their life and could never even imagine poverty. And what about a person that's been redeemed? 
got filled with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, or gradually, you become complacent. And now you're not living in a position of ready for war. You know, instead, you're laid back and, oh, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, putting on your white clothes, appearing in church, sitting on the front pew. But really, you're not actively living, you know, discipling, going out, doing the great commission that Jesus gave us to do. Are we taking our salvation for granted? And without realizing it, we're slipping ever so slightly away on a daily basis from the righteous position that we had originally with our Father. God is just righteous and perfect. And if you move away, he actually does not move from his position of right standing. I mean, <laughs> without realizing it, we can take his loving kindness for granted. And then we'll sin and we'll say to ourselves, oh, he understands because he's my father. He's God. He's loving. He's kind. Not remembering that God is fearful also. And God judges. And he judges. He judged those in the Bible who sinned against him. He judged David, who he said was a man after his own heart. He judged an entire nation, the Israelites, and allowed them to not walk through the wilderness in 40 days, but walk in the wilderness, round and round, for 40 years. That was judgment. He judges those of us that reject him and will not return back to him. Yes, even where there is sin, we know this part, grace abounds. But the part we don't focus on is that grace has an expiration date and eternity does not. You need to choose wisely. I need to choose wisely. Choose life and righteousness, not sin and death. And so that's the, that's how, that's how we're going to take off today, running down that runway and lifting up into the air. We want to look at God's loving kindness and can we rely on that to keep us in salvation? And Psalms 107 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men, for he satisfies the longing soul and fill it with hunger that, and with goodness. He fills that hungry soul with goodness. And if you sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, why? Why did that soul get to that point? Because they rebelled against the words of God and contempted the counsel of the Most High. We see that all around us today. We see PK, preacher kids that refuse to accept the ways and the righteousness that their parents showed them and taught them, thus rejecting the counsel of the Most High. So what does God do? He brings down their heart, okay, with labor. And they fall down and there's none to help them. This is from the Bible, Psalms 107. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and God saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break 
their bands in asunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I was in that position at one time in my life. And it is the Lord himself that broke those chains that had me in bondage. No more chains, no more chains Chains of fall down, fell down, destroyed forever. And Psalms 107 continues. It says, for God has broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. So that's one of the ways that you could become afflicted when you were once in righteousness and you turned away. So their soul began to fast and, and, and want to draw near to the Lord. And they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them again out of their distresses. How does God save us? He sends his word. He heals us and delivers us from our destruction. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. So that is evidence of the loving kindness of God. But the question is, will it save us? Woman seed, serpent seed even, that became converted to the woman seed. <laughs> and that's those that are created in the image of God. We're not talking about nephiliums or, or, or giants or, you know, things that descended from the fallen God, beings that descended from the fallen gods. We aren't talking about them today. We're talking about those in the image of God created in his likeness. <laughs> oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men because Psalms 109 continues for I am poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me I'm gone like the shadow when it declined I was tossed up and down like a locust my knees are weak through fasting and my flesh fails me <laughs> a fatness I, I became like a reproach I've been in those valleys unto mankind when they looked upon me and they shook their heads. Help me, oh Lord, my God. Those of us that have become addicted to pornography and drugs and, and sinful behavioral perversion and homosexuality and all kind of sexuality nowadays, bestiality, anything. I mean, just so much sin, uh, witchcraft, uh, idolatry, uh, uh, even Masonic, uh, oaths and so forth that make you take an oath above the the vow to the Lord himself. These are all the things that we are all experiencing. Even the tattooing, people have gotten so addicted to tattoo that almost 80% of their bodies got tattoos on them. Oh, that the Lord would help us. Amen. Psalms 109 says, help me. Oh, Lord. Save me according to thy mercy that they may know that this is your hand, that thou, Lord, has done it. You know, God will bless us after he save us. Psalms 
132 says, I will abundantly bless your provision. I will satisfy the poor with bread. I will clothe the priests with salvation and saints shall shout loud for joy. I will make the horn, that means the authority of David to bud and prosper. I have ordained a lamp. That means you will have the light of God to show you the path for mine anointed and your enemies. God will clothe with shame. These are blessings, but God will upon you have your crown to flourish. Amen. So the loving kindness of God produces blessings in our lives and it's holistic blessings. It's not just our soul, but it's our physical well-being. It's our extension of our efforts, our work, our, our houses, our homes, our, our way of lifestyle, all of that. God extends blessings to all of that. When we look at the Israelites, you know, those, uh, that's the lineage that God selected for himself after he separated all of mankind into 70 nations and allowed them to be ruled by the principalities. He grabbed one allotment for himself, and that was Abraham, through which he brought Jacob, through which he brought Israel, through which he also brought our Savior and Deliverer, Jesus the Messiah. I don't know how to say it in the Israel way, Messiah. But anyway, we know what I'm saying. He brought Jesus, the son of God, the firstborn of the dead, the only begotten son. He brought him through the lineage of Abraham. And um, the Israelites turned against God and God is so merciful. His loving kindness. He pleaded to them through the prophet Jeremiah. If we were to go to Jeremiah, the third chapter, starting at the sixth verse, it said, the Lord said unto Jeremiah, have you seen what that backsliding Israel had done? She's gone up every high mountain, every green tree and played the harlot. And I said, after she had done all these things, turn unto me. But she refused. And then her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And when I look, that Israelite, the, the backsliding Israel committed adultery. Okay, so God said to Jeremiah, I put her away. I divorced her. But her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. I'm going to stop there. Because a lot of us don't understand when the Lord is speaking to the prophets and he refers to Israel and then he refers to Judah, you can get confused, right? What that means is Israel were the 10 tribes that went north after Solomon died and his son Rehoboam took over and was, you know, God ordained it because of Solomon worshiping all those idol gods that uh, he would not, his children or would not no longer reign over all 12 tribes. And instead, those 10 tribes went to Solomon's servant. However, two tribes, and that would be Benjamin and I believe Manasseh, Judah. So it was Judah and Manasseh. Those are the two tribes that made up 
Judah. So you have 12 tribes, 10 went north, going with Solomon's servant, and that's called Israel. Two tribes stayed under Solomon's seed, Reboham, Rehoboha, and um, that is called Judah. So what God is saying is the 10 tribes that went north, mainly with Dan also, they set up another whole way of uh, serving the Lord. They built a golden calf for God's sake. <laughs> the same calf that they built when they were in the wilderness, they built it again and worshiped there instead of coming over to Jerusalem. So what God is saying is, Jeremiah, do you see what those 10 tribes have done? They are, they backslide. They, they're worshiping all the idol gods. They're worshiping the fallen angels. They're worshiping, worshiping the pantheon and they're worshiping Baal, the principal deity. And then he said, but wait a minute. Look at Judah, the other two. They're doing the same thing. They have no fear. Okay. And this is what God is saying. So going back to Jeremiah third chapter, verse number 10, it says, even though the treacherous sister Judah would not return to me, she act like she turned to me, but she really didn't. So go and proclaim these words toward the north, which would be Israel and say, return thou backsliding Israel, said the Lord. And I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, said the Lord. And I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thine iniquity. That's what God says to you and I constantly. Acknowledge that you are sinning and then repent so my mercy and my grace can be extended. So that sounds like there's a condition. Yes, in Romans, the sixth chapter, we say, well, yeah, we're sin abound. Grace abounds much more. It abounds provided also, or in addition to you recognizing at some point that you're sinning and admit it and then ask for God's grace and mercy. Amen. That's what this Bible is saying. Jeremiah 13, uh, the third chapter, verse number 13. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God. And has scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree. And you've not obeyed my voice. Turn, O backsliding children, said the Lord. For I am married to you. And I will take you one of a city and two of a family. And I will bring you to Zion. So that is the Lord. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So what God is saying, look, just stop. Come back to me. I know you've lost your way. And I'll give you pastors that got my heart. And they'll teach you how to live according to the blessings and the loving kindness that I've extended towards you. Okay? So that's Jeremiah, the third chapter, that same cry God is saying out to us today. We are not people that don't have knowledge and understanding. We know by looking at everything going on, COVID, the racial uh, division, the the uh, fires, the storms, the hurricanes, the lightning, the clouds, the signs in the sky, 
all this unknown stuff that's going on that was told to us by Jesus in Matthew, the 24th chapter, Daniel, and also Revelations. We see it right now in front of us today. And I'm saying to you, you want to escape to heaven? Well, you got to change in order to escape. You got to bring yourself in right standing with our Father. Amen. So going on to Jeremiah the ninth chapter, if you decide, this is what Jesus has done. I mean, not Jesus, God, the Father, the Creator. This is what He has done historically. Just looking at His relationship and His reactions and actions with the Israelite, His own people, His own chosen individuals, His chosen nation. (laughs) Jeremiah, the ninth chapter. And looking at verses 23, starting there. So before he even go there, he tells them about how wicked they have been, how they're full of deceit and how they go against each other. And, uh, you know, uh, God is saying them on the ninth verse, he says, shall I not visit you? Meaning, shall I not bring judgment down upon you? And then we, uh, in the 13th verse, he's saying, you've rejected and forsaken my law, which I set before you. You refuse to obey my voice, but instead you rather walk after your own imagination. And that's what we see now. People are saying that there's more than two genders. Well, that's a lie. There's just male and female. But the imagination of their own hearts, I think they've created like, I don't know, 20 to 60 different genders, which is insanity. Okay, that's imagination after their own heart. And then the things that bail and bail is evident uh, with uh, they, they even have structures now built up in, I believe, New York where they're worshiping Baal, and I'm sure it's all over the world. And so Baal, that spirit, have begun to have taught people how to be deviant and away from God. And the Lord is saying in Jeremiah, the ninth chapter, verse number 14, that the Israelites walked after the imagination of their own heart and after Baal, which their fathers So that's generational. So a lot of us have mothers and fathers that are teaching us ways that were taught to them that is not of God, but of Baal. I don't know how we figure that out. And for that reason, God has sent the Holy Spirit, amen, to teach us. So verse number 15 says, Therefore, said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood and give them water of gall to drink, which is bitterness and poison. I will scatter them among the heathen and I will send a sword after them and I will until I have consumed them. So when you look at the Israelites and that uh, thing that they went through, the Holocaust and all the many, many, many acts of uh destruction that were exerted towards them and also the Africans uh, that were put in slave trade globally. I mean, 
a lot of those people might, I believe that they were part of those 10 tribes that were scattered, you know, from the North, the Israelites. They looked at like Africans, but were they? Were, is it possible that they were Jews or Israelites that favored the people that were born in Africa and we don't know any better? Because their fate was very similar to those of the Holocaust, the, the slaves that are now what we call ourselves African-Americans. It's really something to think about when you look at the 400 years of slavery, the 400 years that um, the Israelites experienced because of turning against God, and then they turned against them again many times, and then they experienced the Holocaust. It's like, if you reject the ways of God, God himself will judge you and has judged those individuals. And you see it in the Bible and you see it in our history. <clears throat> so Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, verse number one says, hear the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus said the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, be not dismayed, dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathens are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. Now you're going to really trip out. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe, and they deck it with silver and gold. Fasten it with nails and hammers that it move not. <laughs> that sounds very much like the Christmas tree. That's what that sounds like. So the Christmas tree and worshiping and honoring Christmas in this way is the ways of the heathen. So saints of God, those of us that say we're saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, are we supposed to be worshiping, honoring Christmas with Christmas trees and things of that nature? It's in the Bible, Jeremiah 10th chapter, verses 1 through 5. It says, we are not supposed to do the ways of the heathen. What will happen to those? We, we talked about the Israelites, but what about us, the Gentiles, so many of us? <laughs> Remember, there were 70 nations, the bulk of the world were not Israelites. The bulk of the world were the Gentiles, meaning that we were given to principalities that took us away from the Creator. But because of Jesus Christ, we now can accept Jesus by faith and what He did, and we can now be the redeemed. So now I want to talk to the redeemed. Going to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, starting at verse number 9. And what does that say? I got my Bible. It says, we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. So I, that have now accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I now become, quote unquote, the woman's seed spiritually. Genetically, I may be what's called a Gentile, but 
because I am now converted, I'm circumcised. I'm, I'm of the uh, lineage of Abraham now, and I'm God's building, okay? According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, okay? And another buildeth upon it. So we got to take heed how we build upon our foundation when we become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. We, we have to make sure that we are putting the word of God in our vessel, that we are living holy, that, uh, because in, in the 11th verse, it says, for other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid, which is Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. So we can't become redeemed. And now we go pick up the ways of Greek and we laid the Greek way on top of the way of Jesus Christ. And we think that we're pleasing and acceptable to God, our father, our creator. There's a lot that we have to do in order to keep our salvation. Amen. Yes, it is a free gift, but there's work, saints of God, that we must do. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. This is the believers. These are the ones that believe that heaven is real. Okay. For the day, the day of the Lord shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what is it. So my point is this. If any man's work shall be burnt, you'll suffer the loss in eternity, but you yourself will be saved. Oh, wow. So grace has an expiration date. <clears throat> you should not accept a lifestyle of sin. Amen. Are we catching this? Because eternity does not expire. Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwell in you. If any man, you yourself, defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, just like he did with the Israelites. For the temple of God is holy. And that's the temple of that you are. I'm going to stop right there. I have a whole lot more to say, but we'll continue next time. And so I'm going to pray that the Lord has allowed his words to touch your heart and touch my heart and that we both understand that it's time to shed off all the fake stuff and put on the truth. No more, no more shame, no more sin. It's time to be free and our spirit man to serve the living God. Amen. And we, the bride, we have to make ourselves ready. Nobody's going to show up and make you ready for eternity. That's your assignment so that you can then walk forth and do the great commission that Jesus has given us. Amen. 
So, Father God, today, Lord God, I pray for Radio Land. I pray for myself, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you keep us, Lord, that your loving kindness continue to be extended towards us, that your grace and mercy shall always be with us. And just like Psalms 23 says, that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of our lives, Lord God. Father God, I pray for those that have not yet accepted you as your Lord, as their Lord and Savior, that they accept you today and that they have a new beginning and become a new creature, Lord God, so that when they need to escape, they can escape to heaven who that dwells inside of them. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare it and I decree it. And I ask, Lord, that you bless us this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Saints of God, women seed, those that are converted, those that are redeemed, walk with your power and authority. And I saw something yesterday, and it was a man of God that the Lord revealed to him that he has given dominion to the redeemed. You need to possess it, walk in it, and declare it, and be ready to do the things of God. Be in constant warfare, defending your salvation, defending your inheritance, knowing that the loving kindness of God is always there with you. I love you, but God loves you so much more. Be blessed, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Love